This is Laura Quiñones at UN News. Resilience among ordinary Ukrainians is remarkable, but if the war goes on much longer, it threatens 20 years of development gains, the UN Development Program, or UNDP, has warned. From live in Western Ukraine, here's Manel Fuani, UNDP lead in the country, describing to UN News' Daniel Johnson the many and varied challenges that the country faces, seven weeks since the Russian invasion began. We are here, we're doing our best to address the priorities and needs of war-affected population across the country. And we're talking about people who are in non-government controlled areas, people who are under direct threat of shelling and military actions. We're talking about people who we managed finally to have access to them in some newly accessible areas. And of course, we keep talking about the IDPs and the displaced people who are coming to the western part of the country seeking safer heaven. So... This is where we are. We try to adjust, respond, and adapt our response to how we can better serve these people in need. Right. Thank you so much, Manal. So you're from the UN Development Programme. Maybe you could tell me what you're hearing from the East. What are these people's tales? Because we are hearing the most horrifying stories. It's actually more than horrifying stories because we hear stories about people who are uh, facing challenges in having a dignified life and having a safe and secure life and in actually ensuring that their families are safe and, and they are possibly able to avail not only food, but also medicine for them. So as I mentioned earlier, um, we have different groups of and categories of people. We have people who managed to flee the East and they are seeking safer haven, even either they are in transition now or they have actually reached their final destination in the western of the in the western part of the country we also hear about people not having access to water people not having access to even safe accommodation in the east so different situations different categories and different levels of threats i would say and as the development program in ukraine I'm actually happy to report that with our partners on the ground, including in the East, we managed to immediately respond to the priority humanitarian needs. We're talking about a huge partnership with the state emergency services. These colleagues and partners were readily available to immediately respond to helping people under rubble, to ensuring that there are immediate evacuation of civilians from areas of shelling and from areas of high level of threats. So you do have access to still government-controlled areas. How about the non-government-controlled areas? That must be extremely difficult across the contact line. Yes, the non-government-controlled areas are definitely in more difficult situation. There are still national partners, Ukrainian partners, operating there. They are trying to avail services to the best of their capacity. And what we are doing, as I mentioned earlier, is that we're trying to access people wherever they are, but also we're trying to follow people wherever they move. So those displaced population that have left and fled the east and reached now relatively safer haven at the west, this is where we are trying to ensure that the local authorities and the local services are availed to them as soon as they arrive and they don't have to wait longer times for them to be served and humanitarian assistance to be delivered to them. Great. And because the UN Development Programme has been in Ukraine for such a long time, you're well aware of the development gains that we've been told have been lost. 20 years of gains have been lost. What exactly does that mean in terms of roads, bridges, medical and educational cultural facilities? 
20 years of development gains would be lost if this war continues to deepen and to, to be longer than what we are facing now. So actually, we're observing highest levels of resilience of the government of Ukraine at all levels, national, regional and local levels. So they are able now to preserve some of the development gains and to ensure that they are sustaining their services, they are availing immediate support and response to the people in need. However, if this war continues, the increasing and mounting challenges on governance, on services, on health, on education, this will not be easily manageable. The poverty will increase, and we're talking about nine out of 10 Ukrainian people will be under the poverty line. That's a huge number for a country that was doing well just on the 23rd of February 2022. So it is essential that we call for peaceful solution. It is essential that we ensure that peace comes as prominent and as soon as possible so that the Ukrainians can take lead the way, if you want, in the reconstruction and rebuilding of their country and their communities. Thank you. And just to stay with the aims of the UN Development Programme, you want to keep local economies going. You want to keep people able to buy food in the markets wherever that is possible. Maybe you could just explain the day-to-day of some of the partners you're working with, what their challenges are on the ground. The local partners actually have been really remarkable in the ways they are finding solutions for such humanitarian assistance. They're talking about economic recovery, even we talk about it. They are proposing solutions for relocating certain businesses from dangerous areas to more safer areas. They're looking into production for humanitarian assistance, local production. We're talking in the United Nations Development Programme about investing in the humanitarian dollar, as we call it, inside the country. As we all know, Ukraine was the food or the breadbasket for the region. And we are observing a lot of shortages, not only in the region, but also in the Middle East and Africa, and talks about the global impact of the war in Ukraine is pretty much um, terrifying, actually. So it is essential for us to preserve not only the development gains, but also to preserve the infrastructure for business and economic exchanges in the country, ensuring that the human capital doesn't flee. I mean, we don't want these businesses to leave Ukraine. We want these businesses to remain here in safer areas for now, to be able to return to their original locations uh, when the war is over and to continue producing to serve the Ukrainian population that is in need of assistance. Last question to you, Manal. I know you're busy. I can hear people in the, the crisis hub behind you, but how much longer can Ukraine and its people sustain this level of desperation and horrible stories that we're hearing and, and this level of desperate need that they so clearly have in, in so much of the country? No one should be able to sustain this for more than, actually, no one should be able to sustain this at all. But it is what it is, what we have. And the Ukrainian have shown us the highest levels of resilience, as I said, and and they are able to respond. They are able to find solutions, but we need to continue supporting them. Peace needs to prevail as soon as possible. The Ukrainians need to regain their um, control over their lives and livelihoods as they have always done. And it's essential that the government, the parliament, the civil society, the private sector, and all of us in the development sphere and the humanitarian sphere continue availing all types of support to them. The leadership of the people of Ukraine in in finding, you know, in finding the solution for um for a better dignified life during this war times is pretty much impressive. And we need to respect that. We need to call for 
immediate action to stop this war and to help the people return to their homes and to regain their lives and livelihoods as soon as possible.